Hi, it's Barnabas. Many of our most important sources, such as the Explorer Academy code-breaking activity adventure, are written by Dr. Gareth Moore, a puzzle and brain training author who lives in the UK. He's created, I think, now over 400 books, and many of them we use on the show. One of my personal favorites is called 404. The basic idea is that a mysterious group that calls themselves The Republic has sent you a book filled with over 60 puzzles, and it is your job to solve them. You can find him at drgarethmoore.com or on his YouTube channel. Now, let's get back to the show. In this episode, we are talking about a very important part of World War One, the Zimmerman Telegram. Without further ado, let's start the show. on the 1st of February, unrestricted submarine warfare. We shall endeavor, in spite of this, to keep the United States of America neutral. In event of this not succeeding, we make Mexico a proposal of alliance on the following basis. Make war together, make peace together, generous financial support, and an understanding on our part that Mexico is to reconquer the lost territory in Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona. The settlement in detail is left to you. You will inform the president of the above most secretly as soon as the outbreak of war with the United States is certain and add the suggestion that he should on his own initiative, invite Japan to immediate adherence and at the same time mediate between Japan and ourselves. Please call the President's attention to the fact that the ruthless employment of our submarines now offers the prospect of compelling England in a few months to make peace. Signed, Zimmerman. These are the words of the famous Zimmerman telegram sent by Arthur Zimmerman to encourage Mexico to make war on the United States. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Code Podcast. I'm Barnabas, your host, 
As always, I'm with Steve, your co-host. And in addition, Peter, one of the lesser-known spies of the Good Spy Ring, and Bob Bot, who still has not received a single flub. Now, to understand the Zimmerman telegram, you'll have to have a little bit of context. Germany had for a while wanted to create a war between Mexico and the United States, which would have tied down American forces and slowed the export of American arms to the Allied forces. The Germans had aided in arming Mexico, as shown by an incident in 1914. A German naval intelligence officer had attempted to incite a war between Mexico and the United States in 1915, giving Victoriano Huerte uh, $12 million for that purpose. A German saboteur who was based in Mexico City claimed to be responsible for the March 1917 munitions explosion at the Mare Island shipyard in the San Francisco Bay Area and might have been responsible for a July 1916 Black Tom explosion in New Jersey. The Germans were partially successful. President Woodrow Wilson ordered the military invasion of Veracruz in 1914 in the context of one of these incidents and against the advice of the British government. War was prevented thanks to the Niagara Falls Peace Conference organized by the ABC Nations, but the occupation was a decisive factor in Mexican neutrality in World War One. Mexico refused to participate in the embargo against Germany and granted full guarantees to the German companies for keeping their operations open, especially in Mexico City. The Zimmerman telegram was part of an effort by the Germans to postpone the transportation of supplies from the U.S. to the Allies, which were at war with Germany. The main purpose of this telegram was to make the Mexican government declare war on the U.S. in hopes of tying down American forces and slowing the export of American arms. Germany believed that it could defeat British and French on the West Front and strangle Britain with unrestricted submarine War, submarine warfare before American forces could be trained and shipped to Europe in sufficient numbers to aid the Allies. The Germans were encouraged by their success on the Eastern Front to believe that they could di- divert large numbers of troops to the West Front in support of their goals.
<laughs> Even I'm starting to yawn. However, Mexico did not want to declare war on the United States for several reasons. Mexico was in the midst of a civil war already, and the president, who was talking to Germany, had a very unsecure position. He was, in fact, later assassinated in 1920, and picking a fight with America would have prompted the U.S. to support one of his rivals. The U.S. government was far too strong militarily than Mexico was. Even if Mexico's military forces had been completely united and loyal under a single government, there's no real scenario in which it could have invaded and won a war against the U.S. Indeed, much of Mexico's military hardware of 1917 was only modest upgrades from the Mexican and American War 70 years earlier, which the U.S. had handily won. The German government's promises of generous financial support were very unreliable. It had already informed Mexico in June 1916 that it could not provide the necessary gold needed to stock a completely independent Mexican national bank. Even if Mexico received the financial support, it would still need to purchase arms, ammunition, and other war supplies from the ABC nations. That is, Argentina, Brazil, and Chile, which would strain relations with them. Even if by some chance Mexico had the military means to win, it would have had some severe difficulty conquering and pacifying the large English-speaking population which had long enjoyed self-government and was better supplied with arms than most other civilian populations within Mexico. And other foreign relations were at stake. The ABC nations had organized the Niagara Falls Peace Conference in 1914 to avoid such a thing happening. That is why Mexico decided against attacking the United States. Those sound like very good reasons. I wouldn't do it either. Let's take a quick break. Hi, everybody. Guess what? It's season four, and the Kids Code podcast is officially two years old. On July 19th, 2021, Zero Trailer was released. We also have a couple other twos. We've been listened to in over 200 cities all over the globe. And 
we've been listened to nearly 2,000 times. And we wouldn't be able to do it without you. Thanks so much for listening. Your support means a lot. Well, that's enough of the announcement. Back to the show. But still, how did the British intercept the message? Well, simply, it's thought that the telegram had been sent over three different routes. It was by radio, but also by telegraph cable in messages sent by diplomats in two different neutral countries. That is, the United States and Sweden. Sending the telegraph directly was impossible because the British had cut the German international cables. However, Germany could still communicate wirelessly. But the station that was used for wireless communication was, ironically, in control of the U.S. Navy, which operated it for an Atlantic communication company. Also, the U.S. put a limit on Germany communicating with its ambassador. This was supposed to be used only for messages connected with messages about possible peace by Woodrow Wilson, the president. But all traffic passing through All the traffic passed through British hands where it came to the British intelligence, especially to the codebreakers and analysts in Room 40. In Room 40, Nigel de Grey had partially decoded the telegram by the next day from when they'd gotten it. By 1917, the diplomatic code used on this had been in use for for many years. There had been lots of time for Room 40 to construct the code, and so it was readable to a fair degree, and Room 40 had the German code books. Revealing the contents of the telegram would move the American public opinion against Germany if the British could convince the Americans that the text was genuine. But the Room 40 chief, William Reginald Hall, was reluctant to let it out because it would tell that the German codes had been broken and the British were eavesdropping on United States traffic. Hall then waited three weeks, during which two of the codebreakers completed the decryption. On February 1st, Germany announced that they were resuming unrestricted submarine warfare, which led the U.S. to break off their diplomatic relations with Germany two days later. Hall then passed the telegram to the British Foreign Office, 
but he still didn't want it to be released publicly. The British discussed possible cover stories to explain to the Americans how they obtained the coded text of the telegram and not tell that they were eavesdropping on the Americans' stuff. However, the British needed to find a way to convince the Americans the message was not a forgery. In the first made-up story, the British said that they'd gotten the coded text of the telegram from the Mexican Commercial Telegraph Office, which the British knew that since the German embassy in Washington would relay the message by commercial telegraph, that office would have the coded text. And they did do it. Mr. H, a British agent in Mexico, bribed an employee for a copy of the message. The coded text could then be shown to the Americans without embarrassment. As the cover story, the British could publicly claim that their agents had stolen the telegram's decoded text in Mexico. Privately, the British needed to give the Americans the code so that the American government could verify the authenticity of the message independently with their own commercial telegraph records. But the Americans agreed to back the official cover story. The German Foreign Office refused to consider that their codes could have been broken, but sent agents to find a traitor in the embassy in Mexico. The telegram may not have made Mexico attack America, but it did make America declare war on Germany. Interesting. That's enough history in this episode. Now, the story. Previously on the Kids Code Podcast. Welcome to the Secret Society. I'm Secrecy Sam. And I'm Jim. The Secret Society is an organization for criminals, spies and the like. Ex-KGB agents and CIA infiltrators come here. There's this Secret Society thing. I want you to look into it. Alright. I'll do what I can. Uh, I will. Wait, Peter, I didn't know you had any expertise or interest in the subject. We don't know much about the secret society, and how do we find their base? That's a hard question. It's a question that we'll have to figure out. Now, let's get into this story. We're going to split into two groups. One group will go after the secret headquarters of 
the secret society and one group will go with me in the time travel machine that Codemaster Cole mysteriously bought while we were having this meeting. Let's go. I'm guessing most likely that the evil ant went to a time somewhere around World War Two. And based on facts about World War Two, I think I'd start looking in Washington DC. Where should we look first? How about that bulletin board over there? The evil ant isn't one to keep his identity completely hidden. Good idea! And look here! It says, Suspected! And has a picture of what looks like the evil ant. Last seen. Ooh, I know where to go. I've been to Washington, D.C. before. But not during World War II, I presume. Hey, guys. Yeah, Peter? I think I know something that could help us. What is it? I kind of have a secret. Basically, I'm undercover as a spy. I am Peter from episode two of the Secret Society. The end. Well, I hope you enjoyed that story. It finally happened, didn't it? Well, I knew something big must have happened. And quickly, because it might seem odd, the fact that while I am narrator, I seem to know everything that's happening, but... My character often does not. Let's make it clear that not everything is supposed to be exact. But alright. Here's a teaser for next episode. Try to guess what is happening next time. We are talking about these crazy, especially German, cipher machines. But what happened to make them so well known? Think about that. That's all for this episode. Please follow our show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And on Spotify, you can submit flubs and vote in polls. Bob Bot still hasn't heard his first flub.
if you go to our website now, you can check out some of our recommendations for other podcasts you can listen to. The sources we used were The Codebreakers by David Kahn, Top Secret by Paul B. Genesco, and the Wikipedia article Zimmerman Telegram. Our next episode will be about... Oh, wait. If you're sticking around for this, then just guess. Don't cheat. But until next episode, keep on cracking! back yay crazy things are happening in the story and happy new year wow i'm so excited yeah very 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 excited uh calm down it's okay i know it's great yeah it's amazing Bye. Now that was weird. Thank you for listening.